I want to show you guys my flashlight. What the f <laughs> Boom! Right here, from Japan. That looks like an egg. A Kinder Surprise egg. Well, I never used it, so... You guys want to touch it? Yeah, pass it over. I wish Jenny was here so she can touch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to the 4 Bananas podcast, where today, this episode, it's very special because we're going to talk about sex which is kind of a taboo topic amongst us asians um but hopefully within this topic we kind of maybe discover some things we never knew about sex or discover something within ourselves i think in terms of being open to talking about sex even as bananas we're still we as a group still leaning towards the conservative side now i've known you guys for eight years and yet we've barely touched this topic, even as a group. Why is that? So I think maybe it's just the generation of Asian Australians now, or maybe the group of people that we surrounded ourselves with. Because if you think about it, you know, we met during university, we met during a, like doing a STEM degree, and out of those STEMs, we met in engineering. And like, no offense to my fellow engineers <laughs> out there, but I mean, I don't think, I, I don't think we're very, uh, we're not very sexually active as engineers. Maybe, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just everyone. I don't know what it is. I'm not, no, not pointing any uh, no, no, true. I think true. <laughs> true, <No>? true. <laughs> but like, I, I, I don't think people in STEM are necessarily your social butterflies, your cheerleaders, or your your, your jocks of the uni. I, maybe that's just my opinion, but given that, and the majority of people in the degree, we don't have like the best guy to girl ratio as well so maybe because of that we don't like it's just not a topic that we would ever talk about we talk about um you know the the latest tutorial what's the answers to this quiz like what is the force on acted upon this lever but not about sex oh uh, true but you know f equals the ma that does <laughs> arouse me <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> That's interesting though, because like it's almost saying how it's most because of the ratio. It's mostly guys. I thought that would be what guys would be talking about amongst themselves. Yes, because guys are deeply perverted people. <laughs> you reckon it would be like that for other? I don't groups? know, man. <laughs> I'm not commenting on that. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I don't think guys can talk much about it if they've had hardly any exposure to it. Given the ratio is just like what I think there was like one girl for. 30 guys or like Probably. 40 guys holy crap yeah that, that... Hey, hey to be fair andrew you did commerce oh, mate true but I'm, I'm talking from the engineering perspective <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know i feel like for for us anyway based i don't know just the way we were brought up as well i don't think our parents would have actively encouraged sexual activity at all yeah, true parents. So, like, what, what was it like at home then with you guys when you were talking? So, I think for me at home, it was, it wasn't like, I wouldn't say they actively avoided it, but they would, they would, they wouldn't also like actively have that talk that people always talk about um, in terms of this sort of like sexual topic. Uh, but I think they were they're like as we grew older, like I think it was it became a bit more natural to them to for them to like actually just tell us, look, like it's just a natural part of really? growing up. 
Like that actually, that actually did like because it, it pops up sometimes like within movies and stuff, right? Yeah. Like like at the end of the day, like you you can't avoid it. Like it's it's within like mainstream media in such a prevalent way, and even on social media nowadays. Yeah. Right. So you can't just say, oh, like just hide it under 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 you know, live under a rock and never know about it, sort of thing, right? So you had to talk when the sex scene came up in the movies. No, not really. It's just more exactly. Like, no. Oh yeah, you gotta have to talk right when the sex scene came up in the movie, but. Not, not, not on that aspect, but more towards like sometimes we would ask, oh, okay, so, so for this like this sort of activity, right? Like right. activity. <laughs> Even now we're like sugarcoating yeah, it. Wait, what, what, what do you mean? What sex? <laughs> sex? Yes, yes. Yeah, so, Andrew's really careful with what he's saying right now. So, so for 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 talking about sex in general, like we wouldn't, you wouldn't like actively talk about it, as I said, but it's more towards like. Just understanding how uh, the children's values, right? Making sure that the values are aligned, um, or like even if they're not aligned, trying to understand exactly why is that, right? I think that that's more of the aspect that they're approaching it from. Um, is kind of how I see it. Really, that seems yeah. like a such a. I feel like if you you sound like my parents right now, like really? it's it's such a carefully constructed answer. <laughs> whereas I feel that it's just more we just didn't want our kids to be involved in those kind of things so that's why we never talked about it never like mm-hmm. um i guess approach the topic in a healthy way oh okay. it sounds like i mean you two mm. dom and andrew your parents seem very open-minded and very respectful in a way like they told you in a very uh-huh. informative way yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean i mean like they would raise it like for, for like school and stuff you would actually i don't know about you guys but like at least for me for school like whenever there was any sort of sexual education sort of like things being taught you had to have a permission note about it right yeah. like saying that oh these are the topics Whoa. yeah these are the topics being discussed really? yeah so like for us it was just making sure that we knew mm. what it was about like i remember even in primary school like we actually had uh an actual sort of like pre- presentation um it was just like a puppet kind of sort of presentation but the <laughs> thing is the thing is it was trying to tell children about making sure that you're not sexually abused in all honesty mm. right like making sure that you have the own protection understand the overall how to be respectful in any sort of relationship that sort of thing right and it, it made me aware of these sorts of things um it's kind of how i said yeah oh okay it's <laughs> very different story to Andrew me Andrew sounds pretty ab- exposed mm. to this thing like that, that was yeah that was in primary actually yeah because like he's yeah, well, it sounds like your parents are pretty open to talk about mm. it, especially like all the valleys and stuff. Because I remember as a kid when sex scenes comes up, um, they would usually go, oh, don't watch this bit. And then as we grew up, when sex scenes comes up again, mm. we all just sit in silence, but we don't say mm. anything. That's my experience as well. Awkwardly sit there yeah. and just pretend like nothing's happening. Mm. Yeah. When Whenever I ask yeah. my mom as a kid, like, oh, where do babies come from? She'd be like... <laughs> She'll be like, oh, you know, kids just, when two people fall in love, they get a kid. And, under- <laughs> <laughs> and I never understood that. Like, what do you mean they fall in love? Like, they get married and then their body just knows to get pregnant. 
Just it's happens. Like, it's so oh, bizarre. Oh man, I thought about that as well when I was a kid. That was the exact same thought. Yeah. Like, like how I thought of it was like I actually thought like kids got pooped out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pooped out from where? Mm. No, no, no. We, we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about that. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Andrew already kind of explored it. I want to bring it up again, I guess, from maybe Dom and Ginny's perspective. Like, well, what separates us from our parents or the older gender? In terms of how we view it, are we more mature about it? More open about it? I reckon we're slowly becoming more open about it. I know in our, in our social circles, we don't talk about sex very much. Or when we do, it's like a very quick, I don't know, 15, 10, 15 minute conversation. And then it just ends. Whereas I feel that with a lot of other social groups, uh, especially Asian social groups, I'm seeing it becoming more of a common topic which is openly discussed. Um, so, for, for example, Asian Americans, I think they're kind of leading the way in this regard. I see a lot of Asian Americans talking about it quite openly, quite uh, confidently. And when I watch those videos, it, it actually does make me feel quite uncomfortable because I'm like, hmm, well, this is quite out there and things that I never talk about. But at the same time, I, I want to, but I just don't know how to. What do they talk about? Actually, I'm curious because- or you have no one to talk to. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, personally, I don't have like any, I don't have any experience in this regard. So there's not much I can really share or like relate to. So that's why I think, I think that's why for the, for most of us, we feel quite weirded out by this topic because we just don't know what to say about it. But mm -hmm. if you talk to friends who are sexually active and stuff like that, like it's such a normal uh, topic for them that it is discussed in a very healthy manner. Whereas because maybe the way that we've grown up and how we treat it now, it just makes it, I don't know, like how do you guys feel when the topic of sex comes up? Like, do you kind of shy away from it? Or do you like, like oh yeah, you know, but like, I don't know how you do the, oh yeah, yeah. Cause <laughs> I can't relate. I don't know if you guys can. I think I think it's more towards what at least for our group I like just personally how I see it is that I think it's because this overall topic is a bit more private right um, even though like like we're very good friends we've known each other for many years at the end of the day it's it's very private like it's it's the same as you wouldn't openly talk about your health conditions like actively like to to your friends in general if it's like something that's life threatening that sort of thing until that there's like a, a specific point it's something that's very private. And I think that's one of that might be one of the reasons why it's kind of avoided because people are kind of like worried that it might delve into that private aspect of that they want to keep like to themselves or between their partners is one of the reasons I would see um, it being avoided actively. But if you're talking about just like, for example, how we're talking about it right now, I, I wouldn't say that we would avoid it. We just never started it in general, like when when we had the group discussions. Yeah. Why didn't we? Would you say? <laughs> God damn it! Do you, do you think it's just? We we all know one friend who's pretty open to talk about it, and every time we have late night chats, it's always him who yeah. kind of brings this topic up. And I think because of the majority of the group always shies away from it, and so the conversation doesn't last too long. Although I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how to finish this. Yeah, maybe time. maybe we're just scared. Like, no, I, maybe. We're too respectful of each other. That too, that might be it. If I, I would, ask I would you, say we're too embarrassed. Too embarrassed because because, because of lack of sex. Like, yes, we're respectful, but the thing is, 
I feel that I, I, I'm, I'm close enough with you guys. This shouldn't be something that is like a no-go zone. Mm. Whether or not you choose to answer is up to you. But the, first, the, the fact of the matter is we don't even pose the question in the first place. And I remember the last time when we did have this conversation and mm. we, did, so we did share a little bit even between our very tight-knit group. I don't know, I, I kind of got the feeling that everyone in the room was quite uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's like, why is that uncomfortableness there? Maybe we're not so much different to our parents then. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm saying. We're so embarrassed. We're still so embarrassed. But it also, is there, is there like, like, is there something in you guys which makes you interested in other people's yes. sex life or something? Maybe that's why we don't ask about it either, because we're just not interested in the other. That, that, that's a good life. point. It's not like it's not like you want to imagine it, or like you know, yeah, like, like those sorts of things. Like you don't want to know that much detail. It might be too much information in one sense. <laughs> it makes sense, like if you're thinking of it from yeah. that perspective, Jenny. It, it does definitely make sense. And, and another thing is like it, it correlates exactly with what Dom was saying. Like we don't have enough personal experience to actually add value to the conversation in regards to this topic. Like. Maybe, maybe other groups, if they have a bit more experience in this sort of uh, area, they would actually actively like talk about it, right? But yeah, like perfectly makes sense. It's a private question. You don't, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But like, why don't you have sex or why did you have sex? What's your view on it? Yeah, so, so for me, uh, like it's just a personal choice of how I see it, right? Because I see it as a form of a way to kind of get to know another person in a very very intimate way right in one sense so i was i'd rather it being with someone that i definitely know very well and someone that i've decided to you know spend the rest of my life together like that's just my active choice right other people i'm sure like might view it like as similar as kissing right Mm. um it's just another (laughs) form of contact between between each other um yeah, that's just how I see it. Um, and that's just how I was raised and just my values in general. Like, I, I, I treat it quite, like, you know, quite seriously because I take relationships very seriously. Um, I'd rather have more quality friends and quality, like, relationships than quantity of friends and relationships. So for you, it's um, after, like, marriage or something? Mm, yeah, that's, that's for me. The way I see it is compatibility. Yeah, maybe I'm influenced by social media as well. But mm. from what I read online, it, it's like there's lots of compatibilities when you date someone, right? There's hobbies, similar interests and all that values. But then there's also sexual compatibility, which is how I see it as well. It's like, yeah, I've heard it's quite important. Like, you know how Andrew's like mentioning about how you you value the act of sex as something like very intimate that you do with someone that you really trust, right? And then there are other people in a different camp where they'd be like, I want to make sure that I'm compatible in, in many aspects of my life before I devote myself myself in terms of a, like a marriage with this person. So they're like, oh, I want to, like you said, Jeff, try out that compatibility in, in terms of sexual compatibility. Is that? Yeah, exactly. You word it correctly. That's how I see it. On that note with how Jeff was saying, um, he's reading it off social media and all that stuff. I think that's one thing that really sets us and our parents apart is how much we're exposed to these information. Um, like we, we wouldn't know, but probably back then in their generation, they're probably doing the same stuff as well in terms of how sexually active everyone is. It's just that no one has that information or, or, or read that information uh, online. So that's why everyone's probably a bit more conservative or think everyone's conservative because they actually just don't know. It's also interesting as well because what is the definition of it? 
what's the definition of sex, right? Because everyone defines it kind of differently in one sense. Even though it's similar sort of activities, everyone does actually define it very differently. And I guess that's how everyone views it and how they value it. And that's perfectly fine. It's their own choice. It's their own body. You know, as long as they're they're happy with their own choices and values, I, I feel like that's perfectly fine in that respect. Mm. Two consenting adults. Mm. What what yeah. definitions of so sex are there? There's actually a few. Um, so one of them is just the the normal one, like very obviously like penetration. <laughs> yeah, there we right, go. There we go. <laughs> um, there's other ones. So what are the other ones? So there's one with oral. I think I think okay. that's regarded as one, mm. um, just by itself. So different, like like anal mm. would be regarded as one. Some people don't regard that as that as is it, true. right? Like, yeah, you know like, that's like, true. Like like people, I've read that online. Like yeah. I, I remember someone was like, um, they're like, oh, you know, my partner cheated on me. It's like, oh no, no, they didn't. It was anal. It doesn't count. And it's <laughs> what like, what? Yeah, like what? like people have different values behind it, right? Like it, it it really varies, which is another reason, like because it's it's not a common topic amongst people that's probably why there's no standard definition but at the end of the day because it's such a private activity really you know like there, sh- there shouldn't be a standard definition because it's really up to you and what you decide as sex and what you decide as isn't um, yeah okay that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. it's all about the two adults how they consent what mm-hmm. they're comfortable with mm-hmm. so for me I grew up in a quite a um, religious family so in that regard, sex was something that is always something that you, you, you do only for procreation. It's not something that you do for the sake of enjoyment, but it's something that serves a purpose. So they view it like, I guess, in most Christian Catholic religions, people would view it as something that's quite sacred. Again, similar to what Andrew was saying, something that, that you do with someone that you trust and that you've decided to devote your life to and things like that. But it still serves like... a a higher purpose rather than just enjoyment and I think over time though as I've heard more different perspectives and what people you know choose for themselves I think I slowly drifted to more of what Jeff's been talking about in terms of if it feels right and you are both consenting adults then go for it I guess yeah well this is what separates us from the older generation then it's just like, even if we're slightly more open about it getting different perspectives we can actually discover ourselves in a way yeah on what we're comfortable with what we should be doing and rather than like not sticking to a specific rule to say this is the 100 percent correct way yeah that sounds better because in my mind i was thinking does this just mean that the older generation had stronger um morals and values and we're just weaker morals and values but you put it in a better way so in that case dom if you know any of um say your religious friends who has had sex before, um, would you guys see them differently because of your religious views? So is this the case where like a religious friend who's followed that uh, that path and only had sex after they get married? Do I view them differently? Mm. Um, maybe at the beginning. Uh, but at the same time, I guess when you meet a married couple, you'd expect at some point that they would have had sex, whether it's before marriage or after marriage, right? Um so I'm not too surprised but even like for example if I meet people um, nowadays um, before they got married and they and I like I guess <laughs> maybe a more naive Dom would have thought no one ever has sex until they get married but 
after gaining more perspectives from different friends, I've come to realize that, you know, sex isn't what I thought it out to be. It's quite a natural, healthy, occurring, not activity, but just something that, that happens in life. So I think my, my own perspective on sex has changed a lot since meeting other people and I guess, quote unquote, growing up. Does that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Now for the next part, I actually got each person to do their own research on a particular Asian country, on their culture of sex, just for some interesting info as well. So how do other Asian countries view sex? For my research, I was looking into Japan, actually. So, so looking into how sexuality is actually you know, defined within Japan, they actually don't follow the Confucian view of marriage or where chastity, chastity or sex is of importance, right? So that might explain, might, I'm not sure, but that might explain why there was actually like pornography in Japan, like very early on um, with pictures, right? Called like Shunga. I hope I'm not butchering that, but <laughs> uh, like that, that, that's what it's called. And um, how it was viewed in Japan um, very early on. As normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's viewed very normally, sorry, um, yeah. And like, they actually even have festivals and stuff for, for it. Like, fertility festivals where they actually celebrate with huge penis statues. Oh, oh I heard about seen that, this. yes. <laughs> the moment you said like, big penis, I was like, oh yes, I know this. <laughs> penis on, uh, on like a, like, like, like a yeah, parade. Yeah. yeah, and you could eat the penis as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, uh, it's called the Kanamara Penis Festival. It's in Kawasaki itself. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting like realizing that they're actually quite open about it and it might stem from the fact that they actually don't follow the Confucian view. Oh, oh. What's, what's the Confucian view? So Confucian view of marriage is more towards like it's kind of two families coming together and mm. that's why like chastity is so important. Do you guys want to know about the legend behind it? Hell Quite yeah. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So based off the research, like what it is, is that apparently there was a sharp toothed demon hiding inside the vagina of a young woman. <laughs> oh my. Right? Okay. And what happened was that that demon would bite off penises from two young men oh. on their wedding nights. Right. Okay. What so to ensure, so the woman had to seek help from a blacksmith. And what they had to do was they had to fashion an iron phallus to break the demon's teeth so that <laughs> those the woman and the man could finally copulate. <laughs> and that's why it led to enshrinement of this item. Right? Whoa. Of the penis. Yeah, it was, it was quite interesting. And like people usually go to this festival for like protection for easy delivery, marriage, oh. you know, married couple harmony. Like it made sense actually from that perspective. So I'm just like, oh wow. I'm surprised they even have a festival like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised how open, like extremely yeah. open mm. about it they are. Mm. Stories talking about yeah. it. Yeah, they have myths and legends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not what I expected at all. There's actually a good, uh, good uh, intention behind it now because they actually use it to raise money for HIV research. So mm. it's, it's, it's wholesome. Yeah, it's actually it's actually good oh. from that perspective as well. So, yeah. Okay. That's really positive. I wonder at what age. Would the parents start allowing the kids to join these festivals? Like, do they take mm. them out? At, is it like a family event? I feel like in this instance, it's fine to, for it to be a family event because 
the more taboo you put onto it, mm. they say, yeah, the weirder it gets. You don't want to taboo a certain yeah. aspect of a subject. It, mm-hmm. Like a, in a natural, healthy conversation, you, you don't want to avoid it. Because the more you avoid it, the more the child would think that it's wrong. Right? Yeah. And they want to taste the forbidden fruit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it's actually interesting because like this festival only came out like in around 1969, interestingly. So, so like even 69. Though... <laughs> oh, Sorry. Like, Sorry. Like, yeah. I was I was gonna say that as well. <laughs> is that is that why 69? Hell yeah, is the dude. <laughs> Sorry, go on. But, so so even though even though they were quite open with it, like even back in the uh, Edo period, like mm-hmm. the 1600s to 1800s, it got banned for a for a period, right? Mm-hmm. And then like it was only around like mm-hmm. uh, 1946 that they actually had the first kiss on film the oh, first wow. kiss Ooh. right like seeing people kiss on film is 1946 so it was slowly kind of evolved into a more of an open culture right so it was quite open before kind of went to a bit more restriction at one point in time in the history and then it became open again yeah yeah so back to where andrew was saying that um the japanese culture is influenced by confucianism um are you, are you saying that that encourages them or is that so, impeding no, them? No, so I said they're not influenced by Confucian view. So the Confucian view is like seeing that marriage and uh, sex is something of importance. So you can't like, you know, do those sorts of things uh, until after marriage kind of thing. Right, because it brings a get, brings oh, two okay. families together. But because the, Jap- the Japanese don't actually follow that Confucian yeah. view... That's why they're so open about it. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. were saying that it stemmed from mm. there. Because because yeah. um, I, I was looking into the Korean culture mm. and their their culture, their sex culture is also influenced heavily by um, a lot of religion. So Confucianism was one of them where they believe that sex is an act of duty. So it's for reproduction and the continuation of humans rather than for pleasure. Um, and then they were also really influenced by Buddhism, which basically teaches them to let go of desires which is basically the pleasure of having sex mm-hmm. um so that's one of the reasons why um i believe that their culture was quite conservative as well mm-hmm. and just a bit of disclaimer these are all google searches so for those who are actually from <laughs> this background please do let us know if we are saying anything wrong or if you guys do have a different view these days so yeah just but back to what i was looking into as well um, sex ed was never really pushed into the Korean education system until I believe it was like the 1960s mm. um, that's when things like but, but even then it was more about like the basics of human anatomy menstruations um, pregnancy and stuff so it's quite conservative even porn porn's actually illegal in Korea oh, like, I didn't know so that the people in Korea can't access any porn at all uh, I think Korean porn. So, to what I know, they all find a way to get Japanese oh. porn, but it's it's an illegal thing. Yeah, I'm curious what how many Koreans own ExpressVPN. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of ExpressVPN, our sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like speaking about how. Koreans are, uh, I don't know, suppress their sexual, not desires, but like they don't talk about it very much, right? It's something that's not openly discussed. It's maybe think about, you know, like K-pop stars. Yeah. You know how like it's it's not it's permeated so far that I know that for certain K-pop stars, 
you're not even allowed to have like if you if you say you sign with a company or something with with, with a label they're so strict that you can't even have like a boyfriend or like if you boy you do have a boyfriend or a girlfriend it has to be like even approved oh, that you yeah. can even date i'm not sure if you guys have heard of that but i've heard yeah like i've I think heard it's of quite it int- yeah it's 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 interesting because i think that would have come it may have come from 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 this because honestly i don't know in any other countries where they would have this kind of thing yeah i thought that was more because of how popular you would be amongst the other gender so say for example if you're a very popular guy in korea or whatever asian country right and then having your fans know that the female fans know that oh you have a girlfriend already that fantasy of them being your girlfriend basically just diminishes. And I thought it was because of that. Um, they try not to tell people about their partners because they're just going to start losing fans from the other gender. Mm, yeah, sounds like a internet culture. Mm. More than any internet culture, I guess. But one thing like a bit different to what Dom said was that I do know that they are very heavy on the overall censorship uh, within Korea. So if the dance moves are too sexualized, or if that particular drama has too much sexual content, people within Korea that I've seen, like online within blogs and stuff, they be they actually say, look, like this is not appropriate. Like you know, performances get banned, and then like you know, uh, different sorts of dramas might also get cut, uh, based for that particular scene or particular episode, mm-hmm. um, or even like the outfits, right? Um, they will it will change uh, correspondingly. Yeah, I think that comes down to about pornography being illegal in Korea. It, mm-hmm. I don't know who draws the line of what is considered as porn. It seems like their their line is drawn very very strictly, right? Because there's a lot of things that you can and you, and, and you can't do by the sounds of it. I'll say they do have a line, but people have been pushing it more and more mm. from the things I've seen. Yeah. yeah, let's put it that way. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Like, there, there are, like, from what you said, there are K-pop bands that do moves that are too sexual and people are like, okay, cut that out, right? So content is restricted by, they don't want too much vulgarity. But at the same time, there are K-pop groups spe- specifically doing sexy dance moves. Mm. And no one bats an eye because it's a specific market that they're targeting. And they've been pushing that boundary more and more these days. So what about you, what about you Andrew? So... Mm-hmm. You talked about Japan mm-hmm. and how they're very open about sex. Please tell us the effects. So it's actually interesting. So there's actually a decreased sex drive in the 21st century within Japan because oh. it's so easily accessible. Wait. Right? In one sense. like As in they're so open about this sort of culture. It's actually a decreased sex drive. And like there's many... They haven't pinpointed the exact reason, right? But like so based off the research, what it actually said was that around 40% of marriages, people are actually sexless. So they're like people that are married actually don't have sex. When I mean don't have sex, I mean like don't have frequent, like healthy amounts of it, right? And like, it's actually caused, it's actually a problem within Japan. That's why they continuously do these sorts of surveys. And like, what, what they realized is people have been giving reasons. So some of the reasons like the work culture in Japan is too stressful for them. So that's why they don't have a lot of it. Others are just saying that young younger people are being more like lazy to think about this sort of stuff, actually. Oh, wow. Because well, I'm not sure if this stems from their technology as well in terms of the convenience and everything. Everything is so easily accessible. So 
they're, yeah, so they're just like being a lot more lazy towards this sort of activity. And also like the people have also been saying like, it's because young men have a stronger reliance on pornography, right? Because Jap- Japan is so easily accessible, right? Younger men can release their sort of sexual desires and urges just via pornography instead of actual, actually having sex with their significant other. So there's actually a decreased sex drive. So they're actually trying to figure out so that the, the growth of the population can go back to the normal, normal state because it's declining. Damn. Okay. That's, yeah. that's really interesting. I didn't, yeah. because yeah. of how big the sex industry is, I always thought that everyone's horny. Yeah. Everyone's horny. <laughs> exactly. They all <laughs> want to do it, but no, it's the opposite because mm-hmm. they're so open because the sex industry is so big. Mm-hmm. The drive is low. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's also interesting as well because um, because it's so open about it, they actually take active measures to prevent any sort of um, you know abuse or any sort of you know perverted sort of activities happening. For example, if you buy a phone in Japan, the camera button, if you take a picture, it will a hundred percent have a shutter sound, a very loud shutter sound, and you yeah, can't turn right. it off. You actually can't turn mm. it off because there's a lot of people, like especially girls, that complaining about like guys just taking random photos of them right and it's it's actually dangerous as well right so so what phone manufacturers actually have to do is that they have to use the actual shutter sound to yeah to to manufacture it so what's going to stop them from buying a phone from another country and using it in japan well i mean like they they can obviously do that like there's always loopholes around these sorts of things but it's just of what they can do within their own country at mm. least for mm. people that so a large population will usually buy within their own country um but yeah like you, you can't it's, it's a good it's a good question right because with globalization it's so easy to get phones from around the world um but it's just one of the measures and like even even the fact that within japan i'm not sure if you guys saw but there's actually specific carriages on the train that only yeah. for female. Mm, yeah, I've heard, right? of, heard of that, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's for the overall safety behind it. Um, so yeah, that's in general what I realized. And I guess another thing is, uh, in terms of HIV AIDS, Japan actually has a lower, has a lower uh, sort of rate of HIV AIDS. And the reason is because um, they don't allow uh, oral contraceptives. Wait, what? what does that mean? So, oh, okay. Yeah, so usually there's oral contraceptives is more towards, uh, you know, just taking the pill, practically mm. taking the pill so that you don't, people don't get pregnant. Oh, right. right. But because Japan, they try to limit that, people will need to use uh, condoms. And that means that it actually decreases the yeah. amount of STIs and just AIDS. and stuff, yeah. Yeah. So that was also some cause and effect, I guess. It sounds like because of how open Japan is about it, um, they're very active in terms of thinking about what are the preventative measures of sexual abuse and um, spread of disease and all that. Before other other Asian countries, you don't hear that many preventative measures, and that's because probably um, it's not talked about um, openly, and so therefore they're like, oh, it's, mm. it sounds more like a sweep it under the carpet and let's not think about it. Hmm. That's true. Yep. But just um, going back, because Andrew, you were talking about how uh, Japan has taken measures to, you know, make women feel more safe with, you know, the female-only carriages, the 
camera phones having a shutter sound so that it's, it's harder to do, I guess, to do perverted accent things, right? I guess it's hard for us to imagine, but Jenny, like, if you were a woman, you know, living in Japan or working in Japan, like, how do you, would, would these things make you feel more, more secure? Like, how does that make you feel? It, it does sound safer. It definitely does. I mean, if that's how the culture is in Japan and I, I grew up in Japan, I don't think it's something that I would really think about and be like, oh, hey, look, other countries don't have this. Maybe it's safer like that. It's just like how I'm sitting here being really surprised of what Andrew's telling us because that's just not something that we're exposed to. So probably if I, I was to grow up in Japan, I'd be like, oh, it's really normal. And yes, they've done everything they could to protect us from any of this sort of abuse. So it sounds like, yeah, you, you, you would appreciate um, the efforts made. Yeah, I would. I would. But whether it's going to work in Australia... But we don't have that know. It's, it's such a different... Oh, yeah, it's such a different culture. Maybe. Like, imagine implementing all those in Australia. It's like, would it work? Like, there's no need to implement it. But maybe... I don't is know. Maybe there? it's just not as no documented in Australia. Because I'm sure there are... You know, there's strange people in Australia yeah. as well as Japan. Like, but I don't know. Maybe we just deal with it differently here. Maybe I'll know from more research about Australian <laughs> sex <Yeah>. culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it's just the... Like, maybe it's the Asian culture as opposed to a Western culture where if you see something happening in a Western cult, like um, country, people are more likely to take action. Whereas maybe in an Asian culture, people wouldn't. Ah, oh, right, yeah, yeah. They're a lot more quiet about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah as as like, Jeannie said, sweep passive. it under the rug. Yeah, avoid the problem kind of thing. So... Mm. Mm. But it sounds yeah, it sounds like they're taking the right approach, just being open about it. Yeah. Lots of interesting things we learned today about each other and about other cultures. So now that we maybe for the first time in many years we talk quite openly about it. How do you guys view it now? Honestly, I don't think enough I don't think anything has changed. Okay. That's just my opinion. <laughs> oh, I think okay. we will continue being the same uh conservative is that the word yeah conservative yeah. uh asian australians that we are okay I fair think, enough yeah okay. i don't know about you guys do you guys think the same i think well for me it's just well like even just doing the research on this it's it's kind of you kind of realize that just approaching it from a more healthy and open sort of mindset about this topic will definitely help people see mm. the different perspectives yes um, i agree uh, approaching this yeah general topic of sex um i think i think it's good to always have a perspective that's different to you and like it doesn't really fully change like my, like my underlying values because that's how it stems or how i view about sex but yeah as, as long as i know understand the other perspective it allows me to be more accepting of other people in mm. general oh, okay how, how so you reckon you're more open about yeah. the topic now yeah cool. okay that's good. So we did learn something from it. We did take away something. Jeannie? Yeah, I don't think my perspective or values on this uh, topic has changed. But it's just very interesting to know what other countries do. And I think it's not really a topic that, oh, you should be really conservative about. Like, it, I think I'll be more open to talk about it, especially with, like, this new learnt knowledge. But in terms of, like, personal values and stuff, I don't think a talk like this, like, just a short talk would change. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you all. Unfortunately, that's the end of the episode for sex. And also, unfortunately, that'll be the end of season one for 4Bananas Podcast. 
We'll be taking two weeks break, but please look forward to season two with newer and better episodes. Please subscribe to our podcast channel. New episodes once season two is out. So please make sure to subscribe so that you'll be notified when the new episode is actually out, which is in two weeks. But on the off chance that it doesn't come out in two weeks, make sure to subscribe so you know when it actually is out. Also get updates from us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. For business inquiries, email us on 4bananaspodcast at gmail.com. I want to show you guys my flashlight. What the f- <laughs> Boom! Right here, from Japan. That looks like an egg. It's exactly. Like an egg. Yep. It's an egg, isn't it? So we're describing, it looks like a Kinder Surprise egg. But it's actually a flashlight. It's a one-use flashlight which you can buy in Japan in a vending machine. It's only like $2. I'm not sure if I'm more intrigued or more disgusted. <laughs> I haven't used it, so don't feel disgusted. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, it's just like, it literally looks like an egg. Yep, yep, but let me, let me open it and show you what's inside. It's another egg. Oh yeah, it's another egg. Oh, okay. And it ins- it, it, the egg is made of silicon, and then you pull it out. So there's a tube, there's a plastic tube that contains some lube lubricant. Oh, okay. okay. And then and then this this silicon egg looking thing is where you put your dick in. That that seems nothing like a pussy. It's not. <laughs> but it gives you the it gives you the pleasure that you need, one wow. time. Uh, okay. It came from a vending machine, you say? Yes. Yep. I got that as a present from my brother's friend. Yeah, you didn't buy it yourself, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, brother's friend. Of course yeah. he says that. <laughs> yeah, from a friend, from a friend. Well, I never used it, so... You guys want to touch it? Yeah, pass it over. Dude, this well, is like... Well, now that you've um... passed it around, you're never going to use it. <laughs> well, it literally, like, I don't know. You know when you go to, uh, say, the Easter show, and you win, like, a prize, which is, like, that little... I don't know. It's like... It's like a ball that you throw against the wall and it sticks. Oh, those, those, oh. those squishy balls. It's that consistency of rubber. Yeah. You try. Oh, yeah. yeah it is the, it's, it's like those slimes. Mm. That's the yeah. word. Slimes. slimes. It's just like a... But it's not Can sticky though. Don't chuck on the wall. Like, chuck on <laughs> the wall <laughs> so, you know, okay. I, I guess people. some people figured out, you know, it's not just a kid's toy. You can fuck it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's Kinder Surprise. Kinder Surprise. Yeah. Surprise. I wish Ginny was here so she can touch it. <laughs> you're missing out. Yeah, you're missing out. We'll we'll ship it to uh, uh we'll ship it yeah. to camera. Just touch my flesh. Oh, we really? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> okay, so we're having too much fun. Um. <laughs>